I'm not sure if we're actually live yet, <laughs> but if you're on here, say hello. Hello, hello. Definitely does not seem, oh, hey, Beth, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's All Clutter. Now on a Monday morning. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Pat and Barbara and Suzanne. I'm so glad that you guys were able to pop on and check the live broadcast of It's All Clutter, my weekly podcast. So just so you know, we are moving to Monday mornings for the weekly podcast because schedules change. Again, hi, Diane. <laughs> Beth says this is just what you needed. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Judy. Hi, Susan. Hi, Jenny. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you so, so, oh, oh, you're on the road, Judy. That's awesome. So today we're talking about the paradox of choice. And this is such an interesting concept. And I think it really, really, hi, Rhonda. It really relates to our clutter in so many different ways. So the paradox of choice, if you have not heard about this before, it's essentially the idea that when we have too many choices in life, we're paralyzed and it's way more difficult to make a decision. So we tend to think about choice as freedom and independent. We can choose whatever we want to do, whatever product we want to buy. You know, having choice is really, really strongly connected to our sense of just independence and freedom, right? Um, Good morning, good morning, everyone. But what happens in reality is that we, as you know, in our society today, we are overwhelmed with choices. So just think about going to the grocery store and looking for, I always use the example of new shampoo, right? So you go to the pharmacy or the grocery store or Target or Walmart or wherever you go, and you wanna buy a new shampoo. So this should be a pretty, a relatively easy decision. But there's not only one section of shampoo, there's like the regular shampoo section, there's the organic shampoo section, there's, I mean, there's multiple sections for shampoo to begin with, right? And then you're looking at the choices, like one brand will have 25 different choices of shampoo. You can have shampoo for curly hair, shampoo for straight hair, shampoo for colored hair, shampoo for thin hair, shampoo for every type of hair you can possibly imagine. And then you're wondering, do I have colored, should I get this stuff for the colored hair or the thin hair? or the, you know, the curly hair, because my hair is kind of a little bit curly. So you're just overwhelmed with choices. And the result is that it's way more difficult to actually make a decision because we face decision-making fatigue, which is a real thing. We only have the capacity to make so many decisions in one day. And when going to buy shampoo takes so many of those decisions away, like it, it eats up all of our decision-making power right there. How can we possibly go home then and decide what we're going to declutter? Or how can we make really big decisions when we're zapping all of our decision-making energy on deciding what shampoo to buy? It also, too much choice also has been scientifically proven to lead to feelings of depression and loneliness. 
So I thought this was kind of interesting. In the past, a lot of things that we needed were provided to us by our community. But now we feel like we have all these choices and we need to go and work and figure out what is best for us. So we have lost this sense of community when it comes to stuff. And now we're all alone in that store, in that aisle, trying to make this decision alone. We just feel lonely. Too much choice makes us feel lonely and then that can lead to feelings of depression. So I also, you know, we see this a lot with children and I work um, with a lot of parents who are kind of, you know, trying to figure out toys, right? How many toys should my child have? The paradox of choice is really interesting when it comes to children. Giving children too many options leads them to tend to feel, again, overwhelmed. Um, it can lead to exhaustion. It can lead to tantrums because it's so difficult for a child to make a choice, right? So when they have, when children have too many toys to choose from, they tend to interact way less with each toy. They tend to kind of graze, right? So they go from one toy to another toy to another toy without actually stopping and interacting at a deeper level, a more imaginary, like they, they're, you know, you want to have the imaginary play. Like that's like the, the thing that you want for kids, but it's hard for them to get to that level of play when there's another choice right next to them and another choice after that, after that, after that. They have a hard time just stopping and interacting and getting into that imaginative play that we are always trying to get our kids to that point. So with kids, you know, the best thing to do is to give them one or two choices, right? <laughs> or two or three choices. You can have this or that, right? Maybe three things, but at mo you know, really three is like the most that you want to give. And then they feel like they have that independence and control, but within a parameter. So when it comes to our clutter, a lot of times we have a hard time just getting started dealing with our clutter because we have a lot of individual choices to make. So when you have a lot of individual choices to make, you start to feel really paralyzed by the process. You know that everything you pick up, so you know, say you have your coffee cup, right? Keep, maybe, toss. I mean, there's three decisions, right? Three options with every single item. And then there's emotion added to it. So we just get paralyzed by the whole entire process we don't know how to move on. We don't know where to start and we're overwhelmed by choice. So how can we start to figure this out? I'm already seeing in the comments, a lot of people have some good options for reducing the amount of choice in their life. We've talked um, on the podcast before about having a work uniform. So that's one way that you can reduce the amount of choice you have every morning. Um, but just in general, Committing to only one or two things, one or two brands, one or two options, whenever you possibly can, reducing the decisions that you have to make every single day can make that paralyzing feeling that you get from too much choice, which leads to anxiety and everything like that. It can really help you tamp that down. So I'm going to go into the comments. If you have a method for reducing the amount of choice that you have every day, let me know. I can already see Diana here saying, I order my groceries online and pick them up. Diana, that is such a brilliant way to reduce the amount of choice that you have because what happens when you're in the grocery store? Your eyes are like just panning over 
all of the choices. You went there to get one thing, you come out with 20 because all of these other choices are popping up at you. It's visual overwhelm, so you just grab, 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 right? Uh, and plus there's advertisements everywhere encouraging you to buy more. So eliminating all of that visual overwhelm by shopping online is an excellent, excellent way to reduce the amount of choice that you have. Um, let me see, I'm gonna scroll up here. Uh, hey, Debbie. <laughs> nice to see you on here. Hi, Patty. Hi, Sam. Sam says, this is me in large stores, paralyzed, sensory overload, and panic attacks. Sam, I can totally relate. I find most large stores to be so overwhelming, and the sensory overload is so real because you're seeing all of these colors, right? Every, every label that you're looking at has a bunch of different colors. Um, there's all of these choices. There's usually music, there's people, there's so much going on. And I just want to just focus, but it's so hard to focus because there's so much coming at you constantly. Hey, Jessica, <laughs> there's clutter buddies on the call. Oh, so Debbie says COVID has helped me to stop shopping obsessively at Target every week. It's so nice. Yes, I um, actually, since COVID, personally, uh, I wasn't shopping very much to begin with because of the sensory overload, um, the spending money, you know, all of that stuff. But now when I do go into a store after really having a break from being in stores, it's even more apparent to me how the sensory overload and the choices is just makes me feel so overwhelming right away, right? Like it's just, it's just so difficult but it's so much more apparent now because I wasn't shopping for several months. So this is, I think, a net positive to COVID is for me personally, um, I my sensitivity level is up, so my shopping is down. I love it. Um, just give me two or three choices. Yes. I'm wondering also, what can you right now decide that you're gonna give yourself less choices about? Is it your clothing? Is it your eating? So. Another way I've applied this to my life personally is with meal planning. We only eat like a few meals, <laughs> it's like, you know, on rotation. Um, sometimes I get into the mood and I, you know, I'll look up a recipe and make something new. But in general, I keep it as simple as I possibly can because that's how I can make it the most healthy. Absolutely simple. I'm not paralyzed by having to have all the ingredients or, you know, wanting everyone to sit down like when it's ready to come out of the oven. It's just, it's reduced the amount of choices that I have to make and it makes feeding my family so much easier. Susan says it's worse when you're not familiar with the product or you're looking for someone else. Absolutely. Then you're trying to do all of this research. Um, I have a girlfriend who is so into researching products before she buys them, right? So the decision, and I've, I've observed this, the decision when she's looking to buy her daughter a bathing suit or a winter jacket, she spends so much time researching all of the winter jackets, all of the bathing suits, all of the sunscreens. It, it feels to me absolutely exhausting because you're bringing in so many other things into this process it probably doesn't matter which winter jacket you choose, um, but to have to research and to read the reviews and then to wonder, are the reviews authentic, right? I mean, there's all this other stuff that goes into that too. It just, it, it's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. And I've seen her get stuck in the moment, just 
absolutely unable to make a decision, puts it off to the next day, puts it off to the next day because it really is an exhausting way to live our lives. Hi, Kim. Hey, Leanne. Hi, Deb. <laughs> oh, Jenny, me too. So Jenny says, a restaurant with a menu that is too big gets me every time. Absolutely. I totally, totally agree. When I eat out, this might be annoying to the people that I eat with, but I generally, I don't even look at the menu because I like most foods, right? So, and you know, I mean, there's too many choices on the menu. So what I typically do is I ask the wait staff, whoever our waiter or waitress is, I say, what's the number one best thing at this restaurant? That's what I want to eat. That's it. Like, what is the best thing on this menu? Just bring me that. That's, <laughs> that's how I order. I have to tell you, not everybody appreciates that, but no, no choices, more time for talking, you know, <laughs> um, online shopping. We're yep, hearing that a lot, 100%. So that is the paradox of choice. It may seem like we're freeing ourselves by giving ourselves so many choices, or we're feeling really independent. Um, <laughs> always order the gyro salad. Yeah, just have one thing that you order. That works really, really well too. Amy says, um, at least if I put off, put it off doing, oh, hold on, we scrolled up here. At least if I put it off after doing too much research, I won't buy it ever. <laughs> well, there is, I guess, that benefit, Amy, right? <laughs> and I only do this with things I don't really need. That's true. I have delayed a lot of purchases to not purchasing them because I've been thinking about the choices and then I just get exhausted and I don't make a purchase at all. So that's a benefit. Um, <sighs> Kim says, after having all the water damage and dealing with clearing out rooms in order for the workers to be able to repair the damage, I found myself wanting to get rid of more and more, plus loving all the open areas. Seeing less makes us feel so much better. Karen has a good advice here. Sticking to short lists helps me to stay on task, and it, but gives some choice of what which items to accomplish and in which order to do what items or sections of the store I focus on. So have, yes, sticking to a list is a great way to reduce your choices, but you're right, Karen, you still have the ability to choose what order you go in on the list or to not do something on the list, right? So you still have choice, but it's less choice. And that's that's the empowering thing. Um, oh, Barb always orders the same thing every time at a restaurant. That's a really good way to go about it too. Good morning, Rebecca. <laughs> so that is the paradox of choice. When we give ourselves too many choices, we feel overwhelmed with leads to feelings of depression and loneliness. We really deplete the decision-making capacity of our brain by choosing really insignificant things like what shampoo to use, right? <laughs> um, and when we reduce the number of choices that we have in our life in general, it's actually more empowering. We have more time. We have more freedom with our time. We have the ability to make better decisions because we have less choices. So your task is to figure out how you can start to reduce the choices that you have in your life every single day. Reduce the decisions that you have to make. What can you change and just make a routine decision, right? So you don't have to think about it. Uh, like only ordering the same thing at a restaurant, only wearing the same thing to work. Um, there's, you know, 
only ordering your groceries online. How can you start to reduce the number of choices that you have in your life? Hi, Karen. <laughs> so if you come up with anything after watching this, or if you're watching the replay, go ahead and post it in the comments. If you are watching the replay on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe to my channel. I much appreciated. And remember that It's All Clutter, my weekly podcast, is now Monday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time. Um, and I have some other changes that I'm going to be rolling out over the next couple of weeks. So if you're in the Prioritize Your Sanity group, stay posted. Um, things, things are changing. Uh, you know, we're figuring out what works and what doesn't work and how to best keep this beautiful community active and vibrant. Um, and really what's, you know, what's the next step here? So I will be announcing some exciting changes this week. And I want to thank you guys all for being here with me live. And I hope that I see you soon inside the group. <laughs> Bye everyone.